With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Welcome to the Culture Design Show, where we feature conversations with leaders and thinkers who are passionate about culture and design. Now, let's get started with the show. This podcast is brought to you by Culture Design Studio. This is where I help creative organizations transform their cultures from being controlling to being collaborative. Now, here are some of the things that I've learned. Your creative talent demands a co-creative culture in order to produce their best work. But there's a problem. So let's see if you can recognize some of these signs. There's no framework to move your culture forward. You have high turnover and low morale. There's increasing toxicity across all levels. There's team engagement and satisfaction that are on the decline. There's a misalignment between the employer brand and the employee experience. And there's poor communication about expectations and values. So if you want to learn more about how I provide facilitation and coaching for your creative team, reach out to me at culturedesignstudio.com. Hey folks, our guest today again is Javon J.T. McCormick, president and CEO of Scribe Media, which is a company who helps experts executives and entrepreneurs turn their ideas into books. We shared last time how he formerly served as president of Headspring Systems, and he is the author of the book, I Got There, How a Mixed Race Kid Overcame Racism, Poverty, and Abuse to Arrive at the American Dream. Javon, welcome to the show one more time. Ah, Steve, thank you, sir. Well, I enjoyed our conversation learning uh, last week about your professional journey, uh, Scribe Media, how it came about, and even more specifically about the Culture Bible. So for those of you that have not heard the episode, we encourage you to go back and listen to that uh, because it definitely does account for the core of our theme for the podcast. That's a culture of creative firms. But today, Javon, I, I wanted to dive into a little bit more because you we mentioned as you we learned last time that you were first an author that uh, wrote a book through Scribe Media. And then from that, you actually got your job as CEO because of some of those encounters. Kind of share with us a little bit about what that was like for you. Oh, wow. So I, I, I told the story before, so I won't bore, bore you with all of it. But yes, I, I was at the software company and I was traveling quite a bit. And I remember specifically, I was on a plane ride home and I'm not a big fan of flying and we hit a lot of turbulence. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, oh man, if something happens to me, my kids aren't going to know where I, where I came from. Uh, and, you know, it, one of those moments. And so as soon as the, the plane touched the ground, I'm on the phone, I'm like, hey, Hey, does anyone know anybody that, mm. that can help me write a book? And I got in, introduced to the two co-founders of, at the time, what were Scribe, and they were 13 months old. And Tucker and, and Zach, the two co-founders, Tucker comes over to my office at the software company, and he's sitting there with me, and I'm telling him my background, my story, where I come from. And he goes, oh, you definitely got a book. <laughs> and, and so as we're wrapping up, and this is important, he, he says, 
man, you've built a great company here. And I said to him, I go, not, no one person builds a great company. It takes a team of people to build a great company. And he said, will you give me feedback on our process mm. as you go through the, the process? I said, yeah. yeah, sure. Why not? And I, and I think he thought I was BSing him. Like I wasn't going to follow through. And so I get my first email from the company from scribe and I call up Tucker and I said, Hey, you still want feedback? And he's like, yes. I was like, man, I swing hard. And he was like, go for it. And I go, okay, this is great. This is great. Keep doing that. What were you thinking here? Stop this immediately. And I don't know what you guys are thinking about with yeah. this. And he goes, you got all that from an email. And I said, yeah. He said, would you sit on our advisory board? <laughs> and I said, why not? And then, uh, you know, I, a couple of things kept going back and forth with, with, with them. And I give them more insight. And then they invited me to an executive meeting. And I gave them feedback there. And then one day I get invited to Starbucks. Myself, Zach and Tucker, we sit down. They said, hey, if we give you a ton of equity in the company, would you come be the CEO? Mm. And I said, yeah, why not? You know, I, <laughs> I was president of a software company. I can't code. May as well go yeah. be a CEO of a publishing yeah. company. And I can't spell. So here I am, man. And, and it's, it's been great. Four and a half years later, it's been a, been a great ride and, and I got my book done. And so mission accomplished. Yeah, I, I would say so. I, I, I can think of like, you know, when you had the first impulse of like, I need to write a book. And, you, you know, if you as you said, you you kind of spread the word that you needed some help doing that. What were... um yeah, you, needed some help. That's an understatement, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> well, I mean, to that point, like, you know, when you started to actually get into the, the details of the process, what were some of the things that, that could have potentially been a stumbling block? Because I, I know for me, like, I, I, I think I have five books in me, right? I think there are a yeah. lot of people out there that believe and aspire to write a book, but frankly, we don't. Um, and, right, and, and, right. and I don't know, what are some things that either one that you experienced in terms of those fears um, about writing a book or even the, the, the obstacles? Uh, what are some of the things that stand in the way for an author to actually write a book? So I'll, I'll lead with mine since, since you ask, and then I'll, I'll give you many others that come from, from authors. So for me, the biggest roadblock was, and in, in I'll, I'll share a little bit of personal, at 15 years old, when my mother took me to be tested academically, I was testing on a fifth and sixth grade level. Um, you know, I, I taught myself how to hold a pen as a kid. I still don't hold a pen or a pencil the right way, mm -hmm. whatever the right way is to me. Yeah. Do I get the job done? Then that's the right way. <laughs> and, and so, but academically, there's not a lot going on up in, yeah. uh, in my head. You know, I can't spell, can't tell you an adverb from an adjective. And I, I, I laugh and I joke about that, but there's no way I ever could have written a book. And so for me, the process of how we do it, which we, we express to our authors, one of the hardest things to do in life, been, been factually proven, is to think and write at the same time. Yeah. So what we want to do is to take the actual writing out of it. We want you to sit back, grab your beverage of choice, you know, water, wine, whatever in, in between, and let us pull the content from you. Let us ask questions that are going to bring out the details to those stories that are going to make for a great book. And then that way, all you have to do is focus on your words, your content that you're mm -hmm. sharing. Then it's up to us to make sure that book flows correctly. It's structured correctly, that the tone, the voice, the content is your book. And, and that just appealed to me like no other. I thought, mm -hmm. wow, 
I would not be able to get this book done yeah. had it not been for this process. Right. So uh, that that's how I got here. And, and it's it's one of those things a lot of authors struggle with is time to even write a book. I mean, think about this, Steve. There's a reason why Ernest Hemingway went off to Sun Valley, Idaho for six months to write a book yeah. because that that focus, that concentration, well, most of us don't have that time. We can't just leave for six months to, to go write a book. So our process gives you that that time to just sit back, let us pull the content and you don't have to worry about the the actual writing of it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that there there is probably a romanticism that we have about writing a book and we think of, you know, the Ernest Hemingway going to Idaho or uh, we think of finding a cabin out in the woods where we just toil yeah. every day <laughs> over over the, you know, the back in the day the typewriter uh, or the computer and, and I just think that there's even an ego that we might have this fantasy of like, I am the genius and out from me through my mind and my fingers will flow this masterpiece. And I just don't think that that's <laughs> the way it is for, or it will be for a lot of us. I, is there, no. is there any, anything that you guys speak to about that, that, you know, that solitary genius in the, in the woods that, uh, that we, we fantasize about? You know, I, I tell people all the time, I said, I, I believe you're more in love with that <laughs> moment that you're putting together yeah. than you are in actually oh, writing yeah. the book because if you really consider this let's say you did sit down and you typed out all the information on the computer great one could challenge Ernest Hemingway may come back and say oh but you did it on a computer mm -hmm. so then you've got that challenge now someone may challenge Ernest Hemingway before the typewriter and say oh but you did it on a typewriter i wrote the whole thing that the the, uh, the author of war and peace his wife rewrote that book by hand mm. seven times before yeah. he approved the final draft of it. Now, if we want to go down to that level of I yeah. wrote my own book. Yeah. Yeah. So so really, what what are we trying to accomplish? It's still your words, your tone your voice. You didn't put your fingers on the keyboard. Does that make a difference? Because when they print the book, it's not going to be your handwriting anyway. <laughs> right. But I, th I think, you know, this is in no way, shape or form to go against for those that actually do that. For those authors not, not at all. That, that actually do have the ability and the discipline and the focus to work on a book for 6, 12, 24 months, you know, all the credit to them. And I think that's we, we yes. love that idea. And but the, I think the reality is that many not many of us have the wherewithal. For whatever reason, whether it's time, whether it's money, whether it's focus, all these different factors to write a book. And I think to make it more accessible, the idea of getting the message up is I think the 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 message itself, meaning the book, is much more important to get into the hands of its readers rather than the methodology that we use to create right. it. And I think we 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 well, Go ahead. I, I was going to say to take that a step further as well, Steve, is in fact, there are so many people who just want to write the book. We created a workshop for them. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. so they, they do a workshop with us because they want to write. They want to feel that, you know, I wrote this myself. Great. We, we completely support that. But to your point, there's a whole other segment of people right. who either don't know how, don't know how, don't have the time or, or quite frankly, don't want to. And, and so they just want to speak, speak it out loud. But yeah, we know that there's a huge amount of people out there that want to write the book themselves. We, we, we see it every time we do a workshop each month. 
Yeah, and I think what I love about what you folks is you're not necessarily preaching one methodology of no. what you described earlier. Have some interviews with the scribe. They they sort of download all of the book from your brain to their to their computer, and then they go back and they write, and then come back. Now that's one, only one of the right. of the ways that you help folks. What are some of the other ways? You know, I think between that guided process and the workshop, what are some of the other forms that you help authors write their books? So there's a couple of ways. So there's the one we talked about in the beginning. And then, then you even have authors too that that want to pay a lot of money and we come do the interviews in person with you. Mm-hmm. So we show up to your office, we sit in your conference room and we do those interviews in person. Uh, then we have the people that we do them over the phone. Then we have the guided author workshop where we help you, you know, structure your, your outline I put a writing schedule together for you. So we have the workshop that that will help you to write the book yourself. Then we have people who show up with their manuscript already done and mm-hmm. says, hey, JT, here's my manuscript. Everything that I want in here is done. All I need you to do is proofread it for me. Help me with the cover design. Help me get it laid out in the interior layout and publish it and register it. Great. We can help you with with that as well. So we've got multiple ways we help mm-hmm. people publish their books. The whole, as you mentioned before, when we, we spoke last time, you know, our mission, you know, we believe everybody has a story yeah. and, and we want to unlock the world's wisdom and everyone should tell their story. What was that process like for you? As you know, we talked a little bit about what it was like to, wow, like I love the idea of this process. Um, And then when you actually went through it, what were some of the things that stood out for you in that process? Whoo, man, that for for me, Steve, on a personal level, it was very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. And really just by the nature of my book, I was putting stories into this book that I had never said out loud. There were stories that I was putting in this book for my children that I swore were going to stay locked up in a safe and on the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean somewhere. And a lot of tears, a lot of frustrations. Uh, a lot of old memories and yeah, it, it, it was tough. And so it was very therapeutic. And, and I ran into something many of our authors run into once we had the manuscript done, once we had the book ready to be published, I actually delayed publishing the book 90 days because mm-hmm. I was like, ah, everyone's going to know, okay, this yeah. is who I am. And (laughs) so, but, but at the same time, you say, how did it make me feel? What what was, uh, it was very freeing. Also, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite pages in the book, it says, you know, my name is Javon Thomas McCormick. I'm half white, half black. My, my father was a drug dealer and a pimp. My mother was an orphan. Uh, I barely have a high school diploma. You got it, got a GED. And it was very freeing because all of these years, I didn't want you to know those things. Mm. Well, here it was in this book. You were, you were going to know these things. You were going to know my mistakes. You were going to know I was horrible in personal relationships and I couldn't hold a relationship as an adult. Uh, so things that I did not want you to know, did not want you to judge me by, you know, who, who wants to know the guy whose dad was a black pimp that had 23 kids. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I, it's, but it was very freeing as well to, to put that out there. 
I would imagine that there's a, a large part of it that was uh, you were able to uh, really get to the core of your identity as a, as a person and everything that makes you. It's all, almost like we are a product of all the good, the bad and the ugly, but there's a redemption of all of those things. And, and we are who we are uh, because we went through those things. And, and it can be a very beautiful thing uh, to, to come in to come in touch with that. It, it was a. It- Especially how the book was received. The mm. book kind of took a, on a, a mind of its own. I never expected the feedback from the book. I mean, tr- truth be told, when I first met with Tucker, I said, look, man, I don't care if this book ever sells a copy. I said, in <laughs> fact, I don't even want the book to be public. I go, I just need five copies for my kids. Yeah. And, and, it, and I remember, now keep in mind, we're talking to the person who has sold almost five million copies of, of mm. books. And, and I, he said, OK, that's the first time I've ever heard someone say they don't care if they ever sell a copy. Yeah. I said, that's not what the book's being done for. But um, through a lot of conversations, a lot of support, I, I decided to to make the book public because, like I said, at first, I was not going to make that book public. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. And I, as you mentioned that it kind of went uh, the feedback, you know, was it superseded anything that you thought. What were some of the things that came out of the book? Like, what were some of the doors that opened? Obviously, your role at, at Scribe was a, an open door as a product of that. But what were some of the other things that came out of that book? Oh, the the biggest, just unforeseen, never in a million years could you have told me uh, speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. Never in a million years did I believe that I would be on stage speaking yeah. to people, telling people my my story. And, 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 and truth be told, Steve, I, I say this and it's important to, to me. I remember the first time I was offered, you know, I, I was being offered to be paid to, to come speak. At first, I was very flattered. I thought, wow, they're, they're going to pay me to come speak. Well, I never thought this would happen. <laughs> and then I got very frustrated, I, I, angry. I was like, mm. like mad. And the reason being is when I was poor as a kid and my mother and I struggled, no one gave us any money. Yeah. No one wanted to give us any money. We struggled. I remember as a kid going to bed, you know, Friday afternoon when I got my free lunch at school, that was the last time I ate until Monday wow. afternoon when I yeah. got another free lunch and no one gave us any money. And so here I was now being offered thousands of dollars to tell you about when I was poor mm. and needed money. Mm. And just the whole, the, the, the irony of, yeah. of that is when I needed it, no one would give, give us any. Yeah. I got all the money I can ask for now. And you want to pay me to tell you about when I needed money. And that whole dynamic was such, uh, it was hard to, to process, but uh, I'm a God guy. I'm a man of faith. And I thought, yeah. okay, if, if this is God's plan and, and he's going to use me as a tool to, to tell the story, I'll, I'll go ahead and accept that. But it was hard at first. I, I was yeah. very upset. And, and, and especially the amounts of money that people yeah. will pay to have me come speak. I still laugh about it. Yeah, no, that, that's very interesting that uh, there are all of these unforeseen consequences or, re, you know, sort of a, a byproducts of certain things that that we do is, you know, the writing the book there. Uh, I would imagine just the internal journey itself, you know, maybe uh, coming in terms with the identity, being able to tell a story to your kids, but also the open doors that it uh, it, it offered is, is pretty amazing. Well, I have 
uh, the book by your co-founders, Describe Method. And um, I was reviewing it because I think there's a chapter in there about like, you know, con- basically how do you position a book? It's almost like asking yourself as a potential author, the questions of, do you have a book in you? And I think you, when you sat down w- yeah. with Tucker that first time, he he said, oh, there's definitely a book. And I don't know if he asked you if he had these questions in mind at that time, but I know in the book, it's, it's it outlines three main questions that a person should ask themselves to determine whether in fact they have a book in them. And I, I kind of want to go through them a little bit and see uh, yeah. why it's important for authors to, to talk about these things. So the first one is, how do you want your your book to serve your readers? What are they going to get out of it? Why is that important? And why was it important for you? So for, for me, obviously, my, my book was for my children. So I knew who my, yeah, my audience very interesting. was. Five what, people. Ha- <laughs> what happens? Yeah, it, what, what happens with a lot of people is they have this belief, oh, everyone can benefit from this book. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. But who is the primary reader? Who's yeah. our target audience? What What is success? It, you know, we published this book. You've got great content, beautiful cover, exceptional book. Great. Yeah. Define success. Yeah. You know, it, it, for me, the success was having five copies. For some people, you know, it, and, and I, we tell people this as well. A lot of people don't realize this. We actually turn away about 30% of the people who come to us. And the number one reason we turn people away, number one, uh, they don't have enough content for a book. Mm-hmm. Number two, they say they want to be a New York Times bestselling <laughs> author and they want to sell a million copies. Yeah. Those individuals are looking for fame. So we refer them over to the Kardashians, uh, <laughs> not our business model. Yeah. And so that yeah, it's, it's very important, you know, who your audience is because unless you can define success in who your audience is, it's going to be very hard to position your book. Right. And I think uh, some of the things that I was reading as part of that explanation was, you know, the, 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 the more niche you can in terms of who that author, who that audience is, the better, because it'll become much more personalized to who, you know, what are the the things that they're struggling with? What do they need to hear? What are the problems that you can help them solve? Yeah, the second part, uh, the second question that is outlined there says, imagine it's a few years after your book has been published. What has the book helped you accomplish that made the effort worthwhile? So if we're thinking, you know, five years down the road after the book has been published, describing what that will look like in terms of the outcome. Why is that important? Again, knowing what success looks like. The, The worst thing that could happen is if you had all of these high goals for the book and nothing happened. The book, you, you, you printed it and it is just a book on the shelf now. And so that's just damaging. So you want to go forward and what does success look like? You know, I, I'll give you a great example of this. We've got a, a good amount of our authors who have never sold more than a hundred copies of their books, but they have all landed six and seven figure mm-hmm. contracts yeah. for their business that was success for them. Yeah. That is why they came and that is why they did the book. So the goal is to, again, I, I can't stress it enough. All roads come back to let's define success. Yeah. Be it when the book comes out, be it two years from now, what does success look like? 
Yeah. And I think that's so important because I think uh, too many people think that um, they're going to make a ton of money from the book. And I think yeah. it, it really the book itself is, I mean, there's benefits to it in terms of one, the experience that the author goes through by in a sense, birthing that book. There's a ton of benefits there. But I think a lot of it is more the intangible, as you said, you know, whether it's the speaking opportunities, whether it's credibility for a personal brand, credibility for a company brand, being able to lead to more engagement, especially in this nonfiction, when you're talking about experts, entrepreneurs, uh, um, and things like that. I think that's really the benefits. You know, we, we live in a world that is... Uh, you need to have something credible for something to believe in. Now, you may yes. not be any different before the book versus after the book, but people's perception of you can be greatly right. impacted. Exactly. Exactly. The book the book does bring a level of credibility uh, along with it. And, and you nailed it. You get, you get, please scream that again. You cannot measure success by way of book sales. One, many people never know how many copies a book is going to sell. A great example of this. The biggest book of the, of the last decade, best-selling book of the last decade, no one could have told you it was going to be the, the, the best-selling book of the decade. Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm. <laughs> when you actually when you actually go through the book itself, it's a horribly written book. Yeah, but it was the biggest book of the decade, and no one could have told you that. Yeah, that, I would not have thought that that was the the book. Uh, I, exactly, exactly. <laughs> See now, now hey, if if someone is a fan of the content, that's their business. Is not my place to to judge anyone. Yeah. Uh, what, what they want to, but no one could have told you that was going to be the best-selling book of the decade. Well, I, I want, for those of you in the audience that have thought about writing a book, I cannot, uh, implore you enough. I can't encourage you to not enough to one, you go out and get this book, Describe Method. Basically what you've done is you, you've given away all of your secrets in the form of yeah. this book in terms of how it is that you help authors. This is the exact process that you folks use. But however, as we said before, for us, there's very few of us that are actually going to be able to do it for ourselves. And that's possibly right. a, a great reason to reach out to you folks. So Javon, if, if people want to learn more about uh, the way Scribe Media helps authors specifically in terms of the services or where can they go to get that information? You can go to scribemedia.com. You can go to scribewriting.com. And it, it literally, we have every asked question that, that we've received on, on there. We've got videos, we've got case studies, success stories, uh, parts where you may run into the wall uh, of, of doing your book. So anything and everything you could want to know about us or know how to do uh, write your book, it's there. Go to scribewriting.com. And if folks want to, they can reach out to me, Steve at stevechaparro.co, and I can make an introduction as well to those folks at Scribe Media. But Javon, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on the show for these two parts of our conversation. I, I really appreciate it. This has been a blast for me. Hey, Steve, I am truly honored and humbled, sir. This has been great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Culture Design Show. We'll see you again next time. Be sure to click subscribe to get future episodes. And while you're at it, feel free to leave a review of the podcast.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.